Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Flounders B-Team podcast. Boy, do we have a great show for you today. We've got a review of the Sporting KC match. I'm here with uh, Kat Peterson and Tim Hamilton. We had an interview with James Willard of CenturyLink uh, Stadium fame. He's the voice of the Seattle Sounders at the Clink. We also have a review of the RSL match. Definitely a better result. And finally, we're going to preview uh, the Timbers match coming up this Saturday at noon. So stay tuned. we got a lot for you. In 2004, 30 years after the birth of the Seattle Sounders, a crack podcasting unit was sent to prison by a federal court for a crime they didn't commit. These men and women promptly, well, eventually, escaped from a minimum security luxury prison camp to the Tacoma Underground. Today, still wanted by the Timbers Army for dropping trial in front of Jeldwin, they survive as supporters of fortune. If you need a hot take, if no one else can help, and if you can find them, maybe you can hire the Flounders BT. This is uh, Steve Kettleson. I'm here with Cap Peterson, Flounders B-Team podcast, and we're in the opening minutes of the RSL uh, Seattle match. I'm, I'm talking about how I find it hard to actually analyze as I go along, but Cat uh, says, uh, yeah, you're, you're sitting here taking I, a look at everything, I, right? I like to watch everything, and I like to think about everything that's happening, so I'm like the person who everyone probably hates because I just stand here silently. And I'm watching, and I'm and I'm thinking, okay, so what is our what's our plan of attack here? And right now, I'm just watching it go from one the right back through the the center backs to the left back yeah. and back and forth, and no one seems to be particularly aggressive except for Old on. So I don't know. I'm thinking about. I'm thinking it's about, early. We're still yeah, feeling them out, yeah, maybe. We're just taking a minute, see what's okay. happening. Yeah. So we'll see. There we go. Then, hey, look at that. That's a good ball. That's a good ball to number three, Brad. Oh! That's a good ball. That's a good ball. That's a good ball. You play, can always that. count on me. Anyway. Just waiting, just like, yeah, that. Just like moving it back and forth and waiting to see where's the run, where can the runs develop, where can the play develop, and just being patient. But hopefully we won't be too patient. All right. Very good. All right. We'll uh, check in in a few minutes. How you doing? I'm uh, Steve Kettleson. I'm here with the Flounders B-Team Podcast. I'm here with Cat Peterson and a couple gentlemen over here that are supporting the RSL today. That's right. My name's Chris. Hey, Chris. Uh, from Salt Lake City. This is Cole. Did you hey. travel all the way up here? We did, yeah. There you go. We happened to work out. We had a uh, work conference and uh, okay. happened to be on the, this, during the same week, so we stayed an extra day to support our uh, RSL. That's fa- Was it the AWS con or something like that? No, it was just a, a small marketing okay, conference. Cool. Right yeah. on, right on. Yeah. Well, anyway, that's not what we're here for. We're here for this, this beautiful match, this beautiful day we've got here today. Right. Yeah. Appreciate Kyle Beckerman yeah. uh, today. They got us a goal this is pretty fantastic no but seriously that was a handball in the box you didn't see that i didn't see well i'm we're over in 120 so we're a little far so it may have been it may not have been you had your glass your goggles on yeah it's yeah i'm a little yeah i've had a couple drinks 
I'm not going to argue against that, but yeah, tell me about how you feel about your uh, about the match today. You know, they they need more possession. The Sounders have uh, more possession than us. We yeah. need to get more aggressive. Um, but I mean, we're holding them off. Ramondo, I think, has uh, has been the man of the match so far. He's, yeah. I mean, it would be three nothing right now if it yeah. wasn't for him. Well, no, he said. Well, I mean, you guys are dealing with the goalkeeper who has the most saves yeah, yeah, in no, yeah. MLS history. Absolutely. And the most shutouts. We, yeah, yeah, we won on Wednesday. Finally broke a four-game losing streak. Which yeah, that's kind of rough. One of the, I think, tied the longest. I mean, we haven't done that since 2011 or something like that. We're uh, listening on the radio. Somebody mentioned there's like an 11-match away uh, losing streak right now with RSL. Is that a true statement? It probably is. Somewhere in that neighborhood. You know, we've gone through. We lost, well, we lost Garth Loggerway to you guys. Yeah. And as soon as Garth left and Jason Kreis, we started struggling. We still had veterans, um, but you know, I think we're gonna bat. We're battling back. We'll see what Mike does as the new head coach, and we'll see what happens. It's right tough. On. I mean, we got to win on Wednesday. It's tough to come into here. I mean, yeah, you know, um, uh, I had, hear that. I say we been in the best form. We're in brutal form. Yeah, it's it's not been great. So we were we were like hoping. Yeah. I mean, you guys, last year, though, you guys yeah. were doing terrible. There, I, I was Absolutely like, you might not throughout. even make the playoffs, and no. then we, we, uh, we got We ended up fourth at the end of the season, and, yeah, made it happen. Well, that's what happened to Real. Like, when we won it in 2009 here against LA Galaxy, we were we made the playoffs for the East Coast. We got, like, some weird. We went through the East Coast and made our way to the finals and won. Yeah. Hey, it happens. It happens. That's playoffs for you. Right on, Chris. So your friend here said you're more qualified than most to uh, to talk on a podcast. What's that about? Uh, maybe because I've been a season ticket holder, and this is his first soccer game. Oh, I see. This is your first match altogether. Hey, welcome. <laughs> right on. Are you from here? Are you from, uh, you traveled You traveled all the way up? So um, we, we hear stories that this uh, that Salt Lake City doesn't travel all that well in general. I mean, is this your maybe contingent? No, probably. Have you um, traveled frequently, or is this your first away? This is my first away game, actually. Okay. Yeah. Is there any, like, organized support? or? I was trying to look on Twitter to try to find where fans were meeting up before. I was trying to look on Real's Facebook page, and I just couldn't find any info, unfortunately. Right on. Yeah. Well, talk about your normal match day experience when you're going to Rio Tinto. Um, trying to find a babysitter for our kids. Oh, there's that. Okay, <laughs> but once you get the logistics squared away, what do you what do you normally uh, try to take care of? You got that 4.5 percent Bud Light. Uh, in, uh, well, you're you're talking to somebody from Utah. I'm a Mormon. Are you I don't from drink, Utah? man. Okay, oh, yeah, you don't drink at all. Yeah, not right at all. Right on. Okay, so. fair enough. We got another non-drinker over here. All right, all right. right Cole's on. having a brewski though. That's cool. But uh, what's your normal uh, pre-function kind of deal? Uh, you know, we uh, there's a lot of there are a lot of different supporter sections in Utah. Okay. We, uh, we're season ticket holders. We show up to get there. You know, 20 minutes early, sit in our seat, enjoy the game. We're not. I mean, my wife and I and my brother, we have season tickets, and we just enjoy the game. I mean, we'll go out to we'll go to dinner maybe before the game. But, okay. I mean, not a lot. Right on. Yeah. Cool. Well, thank you so much for talking to us. Do you have any questions from us about uh, what do you think your prospects are for the season? You just hoping to hang on? I, I hope that I hope that we make the playoffs. Okay. We'll see what happens. I, I don't know, but I, I hope I hope we will. Are you guys hoping to make a good U.S. Open Cup showing? Uh, are we in it? I don't even know. I, 
I guess that. Well, everybody's in the U.S. Open Cup at some point, right? I mean, generally the MLS teams throw a throw an appearance, but we're a little. Uh, it's early yet, so. Yeah, I don't know what Real's past has been in in, the, in that cup, but I don't know. All right. Well, hey, thanks so much for your time. Yeah. Enjoy your day. Thanks for coming Thank all the way you. up yeah. here. We appreciate the support. Yeah. Appreciate it. Nice to meet you, bro. Yeah, Take good care. Yeah. All right. This is Steve. You're listening to the Flounders B-Team Podcast. Hey, everybody. We are listening to the Flounders B-Team podcast. We can be reached at Flounders B-Team on Twitter. You can subscribe at floundersbteam.com or on iTunes and Stitcher. I am here with Kat Peterson and Tim Hamilton. We're here to talk about the Sporting KC match. And uh, how do we feel about that one, guys? Bad. It was bad. That was a turd that wouldn't flush. Oh, I feels sad it's a midweek game it was at 5 30 pacific 7 30 uh central time and it was a wednesday and i was in a car so i didn't watch the game live did anybody else watch the game live no i was in a car also listening as much as i could mm-hmm. until my effing friends uh entered me into a text message uh group chat and they wouldn't shut the f up and so i kept interrupting my mickey mouse uh, streaming for my child. It's very depressing. Hmm. Almost as much as the scoreline. You guys are dead to me. <laughs> Any uh, particular dead people you want to call out? No, you know who you are and you're going to get a, okay. a, a knock in your sock. Uh, I don't even know what that means. I'm, something rhymes with sock that I just didn't want to, you know, for, for, for the children's sake. Oh, I think it's sock <laughs> with a C. Oh, okay. Your reproductive organs. Okay. Well, this went off the rails super fast. <laughs> we didn't, this is we didn't great. waste any time getting there. None at no, all. The game was shite. So, let's, well, uh, I'm Steve Kettleson, and Kat, uh, you had some particular thoughts about uh, how the how the uh, uh, about Schmetzer's reaction to that match. It, well, so let's talk about the match here real quick. Yeah, let's so, do that. Let's start about so score. Score was three nothing. Um, all the goals came within a few minutes. Like we always talk about those goals that. Happened, bang, 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 uh, right after the other. Uh, we scored, scored on the 56th, 58th, and 69th. Um, and same dude, Gershon Fernandez. And uh, so we had our chances in the first half. Unfortunately, they didn't go in. But Well, <laughs> so looking at the stats, we they blocked three. So we would have had to put every single one of those in. Mm-hmm. Um so three on frame, three yeah. blocked. Yeah, we're no not woodwork. we're not so on our game that that's really a thing that's happening lately. And if you look looking at the stats, they they beat us in everything. They killed us in everything. Possession sixty one to thirty nine. Um, passing accuracy all over the field. They killed us. Um, it they killed us overall in the attacking half in the final third they smashed us on cro- completed crosses 27 percent of their crosses completed to our solid eight percent 
the only things that we had a higher statistic, like beat them in statistics on, was missed chances. So there you go, <laughs> gentlemen. Um, we did win one more tackle than they did. So seven to six. We beat them in offsides and yellow cards. So hey. You All know, right. There, Any, there are victories. things that happen. Any Dunlumber uh, woodwork shots that aren't on frame? I don't recall them either, but I wasn't watching. So, And again, like, so we had, we didn't really have that many. Mm-hmm. Like, they took 12 shots. We took 10 shots. They put six on target. We put uh, five on target. Um, we saved three. They blocked. They, they only had to block one of ours. You know, like, we had to, we had to do something yeah. that we aren't doing, which is put it on frame um and even in real the real game which we'll get to like we just aren't putting shots on target um but so if we can i'll i'll kind of want to just play a little bit of schmetzer's interview um from the post match in kansas city and so pulled this up from the seattle sounders fc website um so if we'll just have a quick listen to it Cat's doing the robot over here. First half, obviously, it's two half game, but the first half, obviously, according to plan, doesn't seem. Your thoughts on the first and second? Are we recording this? Well, the first half was as planned, uh, except for the fact that we didn't score. So, if you don't put teams away when you're playing well, if you don't have a belief that you can score, if you don't have a belief that you can win, and you don't have a belief you can, you know defend for 90 minutes, then you're going to run into problems against a team like Sporting KC or any team in this league. we got to figure out a way how to believe that we can score, and that'll start a chain reaction, hopefully, and get us to, you know, hopefully get some results. For hopefully. you in the first half, were there enough chances to put the... So, hopefully, right? Well, well so the thing is... Um, as much as I want to believe in myself... I'm not scoring goals because I'm shit, not because I don't think I can. But like, Kansas City is the team, the, the 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 stadium that does the I believe that we will win chant every single game. No, and there's something to be said for, you know, like they talk about like that, you know, if you stand in the Superman pose for the five minutes or whatever, like you're more successful. And there's something to confidence. Like if you believe in yourself, you typically, if you have confidence, you typically play better. But, but. If you're going to put all of your money on, well, it's just a confidence thing. Oh, it's just a belief thing. You're telling me that there aren't there aren't players out there, <coughs> Clint Tennessee, who are full of themselves and don't think that they can do this. Like, right. I think he that's, knows he can score goals, right? And whether he can or not. Um, well, no, I know, I know that Tim's he didn't. He can't I, score no, 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 no. He didn't, he wasn't, he he didn't go in until. But I'm just well, saying, because he he's yeah, saying the example. mentality of the team is like, you know, if we just believe we can, we'll do it. And there's a little bit to that, but that's not it. The last two games, Kansas City and the game before that, Chicago, you went out with a crazy lineup, and I don't oh, mean not crazy, yeah. no, but no, like no, 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 that, a different lineup. But like, you're obviously trying things. We don't have a deep team because. We have injuries. We're putting people in where they maybe shouldn't be or aren't used to being, and we're, we're still trying holes in our roster. Yeah, and we're yep. trying different things, and that's not working. So don't sit here and tell me it's just because we don't believe. It's got you. I mean, whenever my team loses, I, no matter how poorly the kids played, whether they listen to me or not, like I take responsibility. I didn't coach well enough. I didn't prepare you well enough. I didn't do something well enough. It's not their fault. It's my fault. 
it's my job as a coach to ensure that my team is prepared to do the thing they are going out to do. Mm-hmm. And that's different depending on which team we go to face. So, yes, confidence is important. Believing in yourself is important. But so is playing as a team. Fielding an appropriate team. Putting people in the best position for them, mm-hmm. for the team. So and, coming off that Chicago fire match with that ridiculous, what was it, a, a four two four it was it was it was like a modified four four two it yeah. wasn't like a, a real four four two but it wasn't the four two three, three one, one that, that we had we been playing to. in right. and then you had Svensson in the midfield <clears throat> and you had Alfaro in the in the center back position and in in the in the fire match mm-hmm. yeah yeah and and so I think even you know even these guys play together they train together they play together you start putting them in different positions. There, there's different expectations about their role, and that, and you want to talk about not believing in yourself. Well, you're putting them in a position to not believe in mm-hmm. themselves. You're setting them up for confidence issues because they're unsure of what to do there. Yeah. Whether or not you're a professional or not, like just clear if role definitions. For yeah. One, yeah. Knowing what's expected of you. Yeah. And moving people around changes leadership. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. Rolling into the KC match, we had a we had a, a more familiar formation. We went back to that four two three one, but we had some key changes due to personnel issues. Right, we had at right back um, at K, at KC, we had uh, it well, was Jordy Dellum, Dellum, Marshall, Alfaro, Fisher from right to left. Yeah, thank you. Um, looking at it no, that was no. I was just trying to recall it, oh. but yeah, yeah, no, that's perfect. Um, so yeah, uh, you said uh, uh, Dellum, Marshall. Alfaro, Alfaro and, Fisher. and Fisher. So Fisher hasn't seen very many. A lot minutes. of minutes. Uh, Dellum has seen minutes, but we pretty much collectively wish that he didn't. <laughs> um, and then Alfaro and Marshall. But he's got okay. So let's talk a little bit about Jordy Dellum, right? I mean, he is he's 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 young and inexperienced and inexperienced, oh. and he's getting put into a position that he ought not be by his coach to be that 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 um, that key right back player that we keep complaining about our depth uh he's doing the effort he's committing too early he's all over the place he's uh he's defending too too uh too far forward i think he's he's spending a lot of time in the in the attacking third um and from from that perspective i think that weakens that back line quite a bit and if you compound that with a weak midfield uh with Svensson opposite roll Don yeah. and then you combine that with, with a weak backfield with Alfaro um and and you know Marshall in the middle shoring things up but if if you've got a weak left side and you it just compounds all of these personnel issues compound and if alfaro and marshall have spent a lot of minutes together that might be a really good mitigating factor but it's not because they haven't and so i i don't think that we could have gone into that match uh really expecting a different result from what we had no 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 this given is, yeah I given agree with yeah you. i mean it's this the, a, the almost second it was the what third game in in roughly ten days. It's, it's midweek, and yep. this is practically a throwaway game. And yeah. it looks like it with the roster we rolled out. Mm-hmm. Dempsey, yeah. um, shoot, I mean Fisher was there because Jones got two yellow cards really quick. You know, we don't have a starting right back <laughs> yet. Uh, we did for our next match, but for this one, you know, Brad was still you know getting Coming his back. 
We don't have Ozzy, and I would like to see a stat on how many games we lose without Ozzy. Hey, when you have some quad tightness, yeah. you know, sometimes you just got to set it out. <laughs> Twins. It's my, quad, my quad's really tight, Coach. I don't think I could play this week. Yeah. Well, and going into we'll RSL, we saw that on the news, too, saying he still has some quad tightness, so he's questionable. Who's the like, tight quad? Mm, uh, Ozzy. <laughs> Ozzy had tight quadness. It, I was oh, on the way up to Seattle. We were looking at the mm-hmm. at the pre, like the predicted roster and who might be playing and who might not based off of injuries, and it said he was a maybe because he was experiencing some quad tightness. So I said, rub some icy hot on that shit, drink that Gatorade, <laughs> and get your fucking ass in the game. So I just said a lot of swear words. We, lo- we love Ozzy. No, oh, just, absolutely. No, I, I'm just wondering. No, and and. But that's what I'm How saying, though. You're I an important. Ref- yeah, you, you play an important role as a leader and mm-hmm. as an experienced player in the midfield. You took four knee injections to get through the Toronto. No, Cup. and and what I'm saying, but what I'm saying is, when does that wear off? When does that grace period wear off? When do you, when are you expected to like? All right, rubs dirt on it, get back well, on the field. And and I'm not sure that's the that for me that's not the takeaway. The takeaway could have been a confidence issue and leadership. Well, you know, I just don't really want to give it to you right now schmetz oh. uh that's because of how, how i read it like quad right. tightness yeah like i'm sorry <laughs> <laughs> that's how i read it but, uh like quad tightness like at least come up with like oh i've got the flu boss like well we got the mud bud i got explosive <laughs> diarrhea no one ever questions that call yeah. in Boss, I got explosive diarrhea. Cool. I don't want to hear anything else about it. You're good, bro. Yeah. And for the record, Ozzy Alonso has never been one to dog it for nothing. Yeah. So, he's I mean, he's the, he's the... <laughs> is that true for, Are you for real? I don't know why. Ozzy Alonso blocked you? Yeah, I'm, no waiting, dumbass. I'm waiting for, like, Clint Dempsey to block me. Send me some hate mail. Like, cut out, like, little letters from my magazine. Die, bitch. But, you yeah. don't know me? You don't know me? You don't know me? Anyway. So, this this is a throwaway yeah. game. We played... We, yeah. we had our chances, but that was one of those games that if you play for a draw, you're going to lose if you play for a win you may tie yeah so and you might win and you might lose but it that was that was a terrible match we don't have to talk about it much more unless there are any key takeaways all right i just no injuries i just want to say i just don't like that we just gotta believe in ourselves Mm -mm. but like kansas city sporting park is where they do the chant i believe that we no and and away games and away games are notoriously hard to win when you go play at someone else's stadium especially when you have an atmosphere like that like think about think about the seahawks even the even are when people come to CenturyLink for sounders games but and for seahawks games like the atmosphere Mm -hmm. like we have a reputation and that stuff yeah, it matters. matters. And the, the and KC has the same kind of atmosphere. They got that cauldron, and it's it's hard to get to from a travel standpoint. It's in the middle of the country, unlike Chicago. And- <laughs> but I would just prefer I would just prefer something else. Something like you know we're suffering a lot of injuries. Mm-hmm. We're struggling to yeah. you know find put the right people in the right places so we can really make a good connection. Something like don't just say like well we just don't think we can. I don't know. I just don't. Yeah, I think it, it's a cop it, it out. smacks of it smacks of we're just not trying hard enough. Yeah. And if we were working harder, to your yeah. point a couple of weeks ago, Tim, mm-hmm. I, I don't know that it's an effort issue, right? It's and 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 commentary like Schmetz are offered at the end of that match tends to indicate it's an effort issue when it's 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 quad tightness and roster tightness and all of these issues that are that are very real and very difficult for a team that's 
early in its season and early in its relationship formation with its leadership and so on and so forth. I mean, it's realistic, it's pragmatic, it's it's a real set of issues. I don't like discounting it by saying we're just not trying hard enough. Maybe that's just for the cameras, maybe that's just for the press, but um, let's and, get real. And who knows, minute. maybe they aren't trying hard enough. I don't know. Maybe. But... Anyway, so we uh, had some better luck, a better performance. If you yeah. look at the stats, it's about opposite of what we did in Kansas City. You're we dominated RSL. RSL, yeah. Okay. So we we had do- a game. We did. We did. We won. The matches happened. We won. We sh- it was one zero. Should have been at least three zero. Oh my! Um, but we dominated the stats again. We we or not again instead this time well we usually dominate stats but we just don't get the three point stat yeah yeah <laughs> shots so, not like, on goal go, brought you no, brought to you by dunlumber that's true um like if you go back to the the clip that we had of brian schmetzer's interview you know he said mm-hmm. you know everything went according to plan first half except we didn't score that seems to be what happens a lot however we did we did score in the first mm-hmm. half this time so felt good about that for the first time in a long time, yeah. uh, Schmetzer, after that match, said, uh, I believe that it had been at least four matches where we weren't clawing back from a deficit after the first half, regardless yeah, of the result. Did we ever score in the first half? I think that was we're a second. Like, we're definitely a second half team, always we have been. We had some been. weird stat where either the first 25 minutes we have yet to score in, or maybe, you know, maybe this is still Well, I mean, true. except or, for the Freddie Montero. No, no, to this, this 2017. <laughs> oh, just this year. Yeah. It seems like it. Um, and I made a comment to Steve when we were at the game, like, mm-hmm. you know, they come out pretty pretty slow and they um, kind of just knock the ball around, kind of looking for their openings uh, before they try to make any kind of attack. But they were kept playing, like, long balls over the top. Um, and that was annoying me. But See, that was one of the things that they said <clears throat> in the broadcast um, is – why pass it four or five, six? Casey Keller, why pass it five times when one ball will do the trick for you? That was play, Thanks, John play, Madden. Yeah, no, I mean, seriously, play the long balls because Jordy was on. I mean, he was, it was whatever it was, he had his Wheaties. It was working for him. You know, he was able to turn in the right direction, get the ball mm-hmm. sitting there waiting for him. Things were clicking. So. And we had some really good, like, one touch, two touch passing. Yeah, uh, commented that Jordan in, Morris just in can't match score. Two. Well, he's in the friend zone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shots <laughs> off target. Well, it's okay, me too, Jordy. Hitting, hitting woodwork, right? Me too, Jordy. I mean, we're getting there. We're getting close. Yeah, I don't think. Did we hit the woodwork today? Or oh, RSL? a number of times. Um, well, I could be wrong. No, I think it was a couple times, but most of our shots just went wide, like and not and like slightly wide, not slightly wide. No, there were not, a couple that went slightly a, wide. There was a couple that went slightly <laughs> wide. Couple minutes in, Lodero but, had a free kick. Yep, and. uh uh, but yeah, totally well, blew it. Fished yeah. it right off. No, it was on goal, but uh, uh, Ramondo, thank you for myself. Hey, fished he, it out hey, of nowhere. Oh yeah. god, but that stop was but ridiculous. He's, um, didn't he just get some great achievement midweek? Like most saves or Ramondo? Nick Ramondo? Yeah, yeah, he's legend. He? Yeah, I mean, well, he just came. I don't back. know if he, he just was like broke, broke some kind of record midweek, like the most saves or something of any MLS in a, keeper in, in history. A match. Well, it's because he's the oldest keeper. I mean, he's been well, yeah. the most. I'm tenured. just saying, like he he looked pretty good. It does. Yeah. I mean, like we put we put three pretty wide left. We put four pretty yeah. wide right. We had one or two just right of the goal, but like. There, I just remember. I remember. Well, one, Dempsey gave it right to him, 
Oh. Um, so that happened. Are you talking about the penalty? The penalty. You know, something that I remember from history, uh, the last time we played RSL in Seattle was like August of last year. Dempsey had a penalty as well. And I think it was, I don't know, I guess uh, he, Nick, Nick talked him out of it or something because he put it off the crossbar. And so he missed that penalty as well. So Ramondo's in his head. Well, we need to go back to Brad. That's what I, I'm like. I, well, that's what <laughs> but, I'm thinking. Like, like Dempsey, he hit it. He hit it to, you know, the the right. But it was midair. Like, that's if a keeper dives, that's where their body goes. So, like, put yeah. it on the ground, bro. Well, I mean, it's all head games at this point. You know, Ramondo. And that's why you do your stutter step. That's where you look well, up to see if the I, keeper's leaning. You know what? I'm sitting there in 120, right? Yeah, I'm we sitting there close. staring at it. I'm like, I wonder where Clint Dempsey's going to kick it. Because of how he, I mean, he telegraphed that shot like crazy i could have saved that damn shot no, there's no way i could have saved that shot i could have saved that shot cat <laughs> could have saved that I shot saved she's that somewhat shot. more athletic than i am did you uh did you were there everyone i watched on the airplane no we um, were there yeah we were in, how was the national anthem uh we were not there for the national anthem oh, had a hard time getting some in. things happened things things occurred things that occurred steve got a new car steve did get a new car However, it is it's an electric car. It's an electric car, and I was running out of battery, so I'm trying to find a a place to plug this fucking thing in. So I end up parking. We could have walked two miles, or uh, we could have parked in the King County building, which is not legal. And then we could have also parked in the CenturyLink and paid forty dollars for parking, so I could charge my car. I opted to cho- to pay forty dollars for parking and try to run one of those little blink chargers. Over, don't do that. I don't know what any of this Unless is. you have a blink Unless account. Unless you have Turns a blink account. Turns out you account. have to have a blink account. So we plug this car and, in and it's not charging. But it's difficult to tell that you need a blink account because there's the no fucking screens tell. don't work. And because there's they're no 10 way years to tell. Old. There's nothing anywhere that says like enter your card or right. enter your number. Or... It says tap anywhere to start. Yeah. You're tapping the shit out of it. And I, and anyway. <laughs> yeah, it was a disaster. It was kind of a disaster. And Kat was so gracious. Thank you so much. Kat was I my date zero Fs, for that. So. Yeah. Did you push? Did you push the car? We, no, no. We didn't run out of battery. Oh. <laughs> but we came back out of the we stadium afterward. About it. And and so I'm like trying all the different ones. And, and um, he definitely unplugged someone I, else's I, car. <laughs> but it said it was done charging. It said it was done charging, which is probably false. But so but he siphoned somebody else. But he's always thinking like, But it said like, unplug well, at any time. Yeah, I'm like, so all right, thinking, well, well that one clearly it. works, so yeah, let's exactly. plug it into the car, right? Exactly. And so, well, it didn't work. But we came back and, and the guy said, um, so, uh, uh, I don't know, somehow it, it got reset. But um, let me swipe the, my card. Because it's only like three bucks for a couple of hours, we'll plug you in and and get you going. I'm like, great, we can do this. And somehow it with... got reset. That's that's the unplugging that happened. The, yeah, it so, somehow magically exactly. we were like, oh, oh. that's weird. I, I was, hope, I was <laughs> I hoping to leave that, that in the subtext. We're like, what? It just stopped. <laughs> what? How did that's, that ever that's happened happen? to me too? I yeah, I don't know. It just, just it happens. You know, electrostatic discharge or something. Yeah, EMP. I don't know, but. <laughs> At any rate, and you, you left. You were planning on leaving. No, this but then I handed this guy like three <laughs> bucks. I gave this guy three bucks because that's what he said. He didn't want to give me the money. I'm like, well, you're a really great guy. Thank you very much. Um, yeah, shout out just, to that bro. Yeah, he was a cool dude. Super cool. He's like, dude. oh well, I could just you know do this, and I um, can't wait for the next time I'm at a gas station instead of a bum with a gas can. He's gonna be like. Yo, bro. Could you I plug me in, bro? Account. Do you got a blink account, <laughs> bro? Blink account. Sign on the street. 
Blink account. <laughs> we'll blink for food. <laughs> I just need 45 minutes, bro. <laughs> hey, yo, man, uh, I'm, I'm having a really hard time. Uh, my leaf is uh, yeah. yeah. So, um, you know, shout out to Nissan. It's a great little vehicle. I bought it used a couple years ago. Whoever had it before took really good care of it. I still got all my little battery bars. Um, they were running a hot average of like 4.5 miles, uh, per kilowatt hour, which apparently is good. And I'm maintaining that. So I feel really good about it. I anyway, however don't out to that have dude. a new car. I would like one if anyone wants to buy me one. Okay. Sponsored by oh, Kia by of you. Puyallup. Oh yeah. <laughs> Kia of Puyallup. Kia of Puyallup. They've got Kias. This is actually not sponsored by Kia of Puyallup, just FYI. We no, have no, no sponsors and we are not actively seeking sponsors except for Dunlumber. Dunlumber. Dunlumber for the yeah. woodwork shots. Actively oh. seeking Dunlumber. Well, Reach out. FloundersBteam.com. What I, are we talking about? Talk, I don't even know. I started. I started. It's my fault. <laughs> oh, you said how was the I was anthem? I, yeah, yeah. I was and then watching, we had a debacle. I was watching. And then we didn't watch the anthem. Uh, there was, no, there was some military personnel that was singing. It was it was great. And then there was a flyover. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, I was hoping that you guys had done it in person because I'm I'm on an aircraft trying to listen to it and. It was great from my seat. But, right on. Um, we missed all that. Yeah. Yep. Oh, one other thing. I we were eating to... chicken strips and fries. It was delicious. Mm-hmm. We did um, go over at halftime and interview a uh, real Salt Lake um, spectator, a fan one that fan. had traveled. Well, there were seven of them. Oh, yeah. They rode here in they the had... suburban. They're all in the same family. <laughs> they really had traveled lost. down the, 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 the night before. And we asked them about their pre-funk in Salt Lake City. And I said, you know, you're rocking that 4.5% beer. He's I'm like, sure it's, actually, I'm pretty sure it's like 3%, though, isn't it? Whatever it is. I think it has to be under 3%. But he said, well, we don't really drink because we're Mormon. Well, he was oh. a Mormon, but his friend wasn't. Shocker. Yeah, I was going to ask, but I thought that was rude. And I can ask because I was baptized Mormon and I was a practicing Mormon for a while. So it's okay if I if I say it. But um, So he was a Mormon, but his friend wasn't. His friend was drinking some kind of beer oh, and or cider. Okay. So, but that was was his that guy's first soccer game he'd ever been to. Yeah. So he was on the road, and we'll play yeah. this for you. Well, they were yeah. they were um there on a business trip, and it just happened to be the same weekend that you know RSL was there. So they figured, why the heck not? Why the heck not? We'll head on down jolly to the game and catch a good time. Gosh, good time. something. Yeah. 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 That's I not, hope you did. Stay off the yas because they're they're from Salt Lake, not from Midwest, Wisconsin, yeah. <laughs> North Dakota. Okay. All right. Uh, oh, okay. So, hey, but Mormons did, however, migrate from the Midwest East Coast. So, sure. you know, what was I listening to? There's some Book of Mormon. Mormon. Brigham Young. Oh, uh, Brigham Ricks, Young. which is BYU Idaho. Anyway, you know, Salt Lake City is probably one of the cleanest cities I've ever seen in the universe. For sure. I traveled through there on a Greyhound once. Ooh. I know. The dirty dog. The dirty dog. All right. Uh, something else I had also noticed in the. That is Moving also on. relevant to the Bundesliga. <laughs> They're going to have their first female ref, the, the the blonde woman that does like the Women's World Cup. Well, we had a female AR, if you noticed or didn't notice. We did for a couple um, matches this season, I did, actually. I noticed when I was reading beforehand, but then I didn't pay attention at all during the game. Okay. Well, that was just, so, I noticed from the Hashtag TV. go women. Yes, women rule. All um, right. So. Any uh, uh, final uh, takeaways from the RSL match? Beckerman is a uh, oh god poop stain. He, well, I, so so that goal went in off mm-hmm, of him. It did. It deflected off of it him. Certainly did. So there's points. Okay. You yep. know. Um, the other thing I would say is so Dempsey right misses off his chest. Dempsey misses that 
that penalty. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then I believe it was Morris misses a wide open shot. Mm. This is this is the first half, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, first half. And it rolls like eight um, feet wide to the right. Yeah, what the heck, bro? You have no pressure. And I'm not saying it absolutely has to be a goal, but it absolutely yeah, has to be it. on frame. It has to be on target. You're that close. You have no pressure. You're a professional footballer. At least mm-hmm. get it near the goal, bro. That's all I'm saying. Then there was that one. I, I, I don't remember who crossed it. It came in from the left side. And it rolls across the goal. And Dempsey goes to to tap it in. He misses it. And then I believe it was Morris on the other side who, who kind of tried to clean it up. But he also missed it. Yeah. So, like. I think that was Jones because Jones was back. Yeah. I think it was Jones, too. Um, so, it should have been 3-1. Three, Zero four zero. Three zip first half. Yeah. Like, come on, let's go. Let's finish. Let's let's capitalize on some of these opportunities. Mm-hmm. So oh, my fear. Can I just say one more <clears throat> thing? Yes, I'm sorry, I'm talking a lot today. No, no, we love your voice. I heart rolled on. Mm-hmm. I think he is quickly becoming. Well, he's very quickly becoming my favorite player, but he's very quickly becoming like one of our best players because. He's just working his butt off, and he does so well in the midfield. And, you know, like in the beginning of the game when we're just like kind of knocking around laissez-faire, seeing what, what, what's happening, you know, getting in the groove. He's the one busting his ass back and forth, mm-hmm. going in for challenges, tackling hard, going to try to intercept balls. Like he's all over it, and, and I just kind of adore that guy right now. Side note on that. When he uh, got his nose kind of, I think he took an elbow to the oh, nose. Oh, he did, yeah. And he had the gauze up up in there. And then Beckerman was kind of walking away with the ball. You could see him basically mouthing, take all the time you want. We have a 1-0 lead. You're losing. But <laughs> I would, I would, it would make my millennium if he would have just blown that snot rocket, that, that gauze. Bloody snot rocket at him. <laughs> into into his hair. T- yeah, he'll never find it. And did you see Beckerman when he just, um, he oh like trips God. Dempsey middle, in the middle of the field? Him. Yes, I mean, Beckerman's being a D. And what, what What's that do? stand for? Not He's, dandelion. Oh, not dandelion. <laughs> I start, I said it, I, I took notes and I was like, Beckerman is looking for somebody to shove. And I started to sing and I was like, don't you need somebody to show? And then I was like, oh, he's looking for shove in all the wrong places. So I was just started just being Making stupid. Making new songs. Any song that had the word love in. You have a lot of time on your hands when you're driving that. When I'm on the airplane. Yeah. And I'm just taking notes. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of pretzels. Why don't you sing a, sing a tune for us? Do it. Um, on demand. No, no. Okay. No. Hard pass? Said no. Because no, it was going to be Beyonce, and I don't think there's any sh- shove in yeah. Beyonce. Crazy uh, and Well, shove? if you can't be with the one you <laughs> shove, shove the one you're with. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's move on. So we uh, we got a one we got a one nothing win. It's a true statement. Three points. Yeah. And, so, and Very badly needed for our belief and confidence. Abs- absolutely. And, and that's my concern, right? I'm just... Thrilled out of my mind, we got three points out of that match. My concern is that um, will that will that that leadership of the team might take this as license to continue their wacky experimentation uh, instead of retaining the uh, kind of the the general shape and formation and personnel decisions that have 
proven not greatly successful, but more successful than 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 what has been happening the rest of the season, uh, or at least in this uh, in this uh, five match uh, five match form that we've been in. I'd really like as we uh, talk as we go into Portland to kind of retain what we've got. Hopefully, we've got some folks healthy next week. Uh, we can get some of that key personnel back in there. The aces back in their places and and try to execute what we've been trying to execute the rest of this uh the rest of the season the chicago fire match notwithstanding we, we, no we had a pretty darn <laughs> near our uh our our a lineup maybe without you know uh svensson instead of uh instead of torres but other than that um i think i think we we're hitting on all cylinders i mean uh it was the four two three one evans svensson marshall and jones and then uh, Roldan and Ozzy in the middle, and then Ship, Ladero, and Dempsey in midfield, and then Morris up top. So Svensson's probably the only one that is, you know, is not ideal. Well, and when is Torres yeah. going to be healthy? Like, I, I don't know. I would probably play Torres and, like, pick and choose. Put Torres in in games where there's an aerial threat, and then he and Marshall can start bodying that, you know. But um, I would love to see but I didn't, out of Audi. But I didn't, I didn't hate that lineup. And I think if you, you know, you're following me on the Twitters, I'm pretty sure I said... Hashtag I don't hate it, and, uh-huh. and it included a That's picture a of quote. it. You know, yeah. Direct quote. Direct quote. I don't hate it. I don't hate well, it. One thing I noticed in in the substitutions. That's um, the best compliment you're getting from me. <laughs> yeah. I don't hate it right now. Yeah. Well, substitutions. We had. Uh, How's the lasagna? Whoa! Uh, I yeah. Don't hate it's, it. it's That's right. the thing. The substitutions came so early. Sixty fifth minute. And and to the first big two. And Ship had a had a good game. He scored yeah. our goal, right? Oh, yeah. Um, he came out so early, and I was just curious if anyone knew why. Was he injured? Was he? Is he trying? They just did two at once. I think it's just tight. management. I think it's just it's, it's fitness management, right? Yeah. I mean, they, it's not like they. It, I didn't feel like after that sub we like fell back on our heels and like parked the bus. I felt no, like, we didn't. Yeah, I just thought it was an interesting sub since he yeah. had been he had he had had a great game. He came out so yeah. early. We both said about the same so. time. Oh, that's early. Yeah, I was like, what? What minute is it? So, so. yeah, uh, Alvaro came in for ship, sixty third minute, and then Jordy came in for Brad. Brad is understandable. We, yeah, yeah, doubt he's he just not no, probably not ninety sense. ready. But and then uh, uh, Bruin came in for Clint in the eighty first minute, mm-hmm. and oh, R.I.P. Bruin's elbow or what is oof, it? Yeah, dislocated elbow. But I, I don't I'll know ki- if this is a thing. Bruin, or not. I'll kiss it better for you if you want. <laughs> I don't know if this is a big deal or not, but when uh, when Dempsey came off, he just pretty much walked right he past the, the coach and didn't shake hands. I don't know if he I noticed was that. just irritated or... Well, you could see it in his disposition as he was leaving the field. He wa- he walked very slowly. He was very like... His face was very displeased. And yeah, he just walks right by and goes... So like, I don't know if it's a personal thing like, like coach, why are you taking me out? I didn't get to play very many minutes midweek. Why are you taking me out now? I don't know. It could be something like that. Or it could be a bigger thing. Or it could be. We're just reading into it. I don't know. Also, Clint Dempsey's a dick, so it could just be that. You are on fire. Is there a full moon? (laughs) That was a couple weeks ago. Whoa. Oh. Um, I'm not ovulating, but I am going to start my period in a couple days. You are on fire. Hopefully. Fingers crossed. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, front to back, swipe Uh, left. Swipe right. Oh Just God! I hope people don't swiping. Swiper, quality Swiper, no swiping. <laughs> <laughs> so that's apparent right there. Yeah. Mixing the dick jokes with the <laughs> door of the explorer. <laughs> 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 High quality content. Oh God! Oh, 
that you've come to expect from the Commander's B team. Yep. Woo, woo. All right. So, um, what so is that's it for our cell? Yeah. That's Minus it for our cell. What happened after the match? Uh, what happened after the match is we interviewed uh, James Woolard, uh, who is the in stadium announcer for CenturyLink for Sounders FC matches. So, Huge fan of the show. I like to call he, him, I don't know why. Like, does he drink a lot? Like, how are you? Like, Oval team. Like, he seems like a really decent human being to be a fan of our show. Oh, <laughs> I was trying to figure <laughs> out where you're going mean? with like, this, but like, something is definitely wrong with the man yeah. if he's a fan of the show. Like, and he like seems like oh, he's a really nice guy. Oh yeah, super, super great. Like, was willing to sit down and talk to us for some mm-hmm. godforsaken reason. Yeah, super nice guy. Uh, really enjoyable to talk to. Yeah. Has a nice accent. I liked it. Yep, it's fake. He's had coaching. He apparently, had, he talks he a little bit about his voice coaching, coaching. So it could be fake, but I don't think so. No, he is from jolly old <laughs> is, England. Well, as soon as he joking. said it, as soon as he said, "Well, I've I've had some coaching." I went, like, "Are you doing it now?" <laughs> <laughs> Show me a trick. Yeah, that's right. Dance Say something monkey. in English. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. The king's English. Oh goodness right me! On. But um, no, it was a really good interview. Super nice guy. Um, yeah, we went we to almost all we almost all walked, walked out without out paying bill, without right, paying geez. for our food. So you know, good times. <laughs> Where'd you guys good. go? We went to the lodge, uh, the lodge. which is right there on what Second uh, and Jackson, is right, that right next to King Street. Used to be Tiki Bob's and some other crap. Yeah, and then there's Houston's. that other King Street thing down in the basement. <laughs> Just down a couple steps. They have great hummus. Like I have mm-hmm. a great hummus platter. I highly recommend. Absolutely. Their their beef stew was pretty good. It's a little thin. It's a thinner stew. And had a salad along with it. It was quite lovely. And uh did we did we have beverages? I think I had a diet coke. We uh, we I tried to hydrate because yeah. it actually was really hot outside. Mm-hmm. Was I wasn't warm, expecting it. So I got a little bit of I a sunburn. A lot of, like, like under boob sweat, okay. so I wanted to like oh, cool down. I know all about the under boob sweat. Yeah. I'm probably <laughs> sweaty right now. I'm a, little, I'm a little damp. Oh god! I need my man sports bra. Oh god! Oh god! Anyway, okay. so now that we've creeped you out, <sighs> um, God. No, we sat fluids. down and we we've just discussed all the fluids today. Yeah, yeah we yeah. have. We just sat down and talked about like how he became the voice of the sounders, his perspective, and like how he sees the game. Yeah. Um, so uh, look forward to that. Um, and as soon as that's done, we'll be back with some pre-Timbers analysis. All right. You're listening to the Flounders B-Team podcast. <laughs> hey, this is Tad Peterson. I'm here with Flounders B-Team. I'm here with uh, Steve Kettleson. And hey. I'm here with uh, James Woolard, stadium announcer for Sounders FC. Hi, guys. Say hello. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're here we're at the, live. Yeah, we are live to tape. Live to tape. Uh, we're here at the lovely and we lodge. Are al- alive. Uh, we are alive. We are we alive. Are alive. We have three winners. points today. This is uh, Saturday, uh, May twentieth. Is mm-hmm. that right? Correct. Yep. Saturday, Saturday, May twentieth, and this is the day we actually got out of that uh, that uh, no win streak that we had. That was uh-huh. roughly six matches long. Five yeah, matches long. About a month long. Yeah, oh it, it's been a while. We had a, a really bad streak here. Uh, started, I think, it feels like it started uh, with Toronto uh, with a 1 0 loss. And then uh, we had a, uh, was a 3 0 loss to, I'm sorry, a 3 3 draw 
with New England, and then we had a 3-0 loss to Chicago, Chicago followed immediately two days later, three days later. Was it 3-1 Chicago? It was 3-1 Chicago. 4-1. 4-1. 4-1 sorry. Thank you, James. Appreciate it. He was there. He saw the whole thing. Uh, <laughs> I'm not checking my phone for the screen. Yeah. I think it was 4-1. No, it was 4-1. Uh, it was 4-1. And I'm getting that confused with the subsequent 3-0 three three loss yeah. to uh, KC, the Wizards. So Goodness, man. It's been, a, it's been an interesting ride that we've had uh, over the past couple weeks. Yes. Uh, so... Uh, you're the in-stadium announcer here yes. uh, for uh, Sounders FC. How'd you fall into that gig? Um, kind of a long story. I've lived in the United States since 2002. Sure. Uh, prior to coming to the States, I lived in the Cayman Islands, believe it or not, for four years. Okay. I was a school teacher there, and uh, that's where I had my first taste of doing voiceover work, illegally. <laughs> I was on a work permit to be a teacher, but I did a couple of voiceover jobs. Low yeah, 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 under the table. Um, and then when I came to the United States, I decided, with some encouragement from various people, to try and get into doing voiceover work. So I um, kind of, prior to this, I'd never had any training. So I um, decided I, I need need some training. So I, I found a voice coach in the Seattle area. Huh. and um, did some workshops and weekend workshops and whatever with her and her husband who was an audio engineer as well and um, she always said you know you, you you gotta wait until you're ready and your voice is ready and you've had enough training before you try to get into it as a kind of like a actual job or gig and so I made sure I was like doing quite a bit of training then I then I recorded a, a demo if you like and then after you've recorded a demo the key is to finding an, finding an agent so I found an agent um, the one thing about being a British voiceover guy here is my voice is very niche so um, it, my jobs that I get are very infrequent you know if I get five gigs a year I'd be like thankful but if, if they're asking for a British voice, then I've got quite a good chance because I think there's only about four people in the whole greater Seattle area that do that. Um, so anyway, so I did. So that was probably 2004, 2005 that I started to get into the voice industry slowly at first. And I did a job for a company named Victory Studios in 2007. They were the, the company that recorded a commercial Pacific card of all products um, and it, they were uh, using British guys in it so um, and Victory it turned out Victory Studios was also the recording studio that the Seahawks and the Sounders used so in 2009 or yeah the beginning of 2009 um, I think the, the organization which was essentially one business then Sounders Seahawks contacted me and they said we'd be interested in auditioning you for our stadium announcer I think it Judging by the fact that you know uh, they've gone for that British sound, they, they were trying to create a European sound. I think um, well, play by play, and know everything about soccer. Oh, of course, well, that, maybe that assumption, but the, you know, uh, yeah, <laughs> definitely a, a European flair to it. Um, so I auditioned, and actually in 2009 I didn't get the job. Some other guy, also British, got the job. Well, and, we don't like that guy. Mm, no, uh, but he got the job for the first two years, and. Um, but I never lost 
contact with the organization, they actually got me to do all the gate scripts. Those are the recordings yes. that you'll yeah, hear yeah. as you're yep. queuing up, lining up to get your tickets and whatever. The, the guy that reads all the rules and regulations for coming into the stadium. <laughs> so I, I, I had that connection and I'm very grateful I kept that connection because in 2011, they came back to me and said, uh, we're changing up things a bit and we're interested in re-auditioning, you know, trying you out again for the for the job. And, and they, I believe they auditioned several people uh, at that point in time, 2011, there was a charity tournament that they did before the start of the season. Um, I can't remember the name of it now, but anyway, some other guy did the PA announcing. I guess it didn't go great for him because they asked me two days before the LA game, the first game of the 2011 season, we'd like you to be the announcer, or like you to try out the announcing yeah. gig again. Kind of like a live gig. Sure. Um, I'd done one. I'd substituted once in the 2009 season. I don't think it had gone great, to be honest, because I was very new and green. But when I, when they asked me to come back in 2011, I thought, well, this is, this is it. You know, this is my big chance. If I can make a good impression, um, maybe they'll keep me on. So, did the opening game of the 2011 season, and I'm quite sure I wasn't in any way brilliant, but I, I kind of passed the test, I guess. There you go. And they decided to keep me and. So I've been with the organization now. This is my seventh year. Okay. Yeah. So uh, you, you talked a little bit about doing voice coaching. What other kind of yeah. voiceover work do you do? And, and what does coaching do to yeah. prepare oh. you for I'm, your... And that's what I'm wondering. What does yeah. voice training look like? <laughs> yeah. Well... To get a little um, meta here. So the lady I did the coaching with, her name is Veronica Weichel. She's, she's one of a few coaches in Seattle. And... Um, it's it's different different from like a singing voice coach or something like that. Um, she actually Veronica is uh, an experienced voiceover person herself, so she knows exactly what the industry is looking for. So she was coaching specifically to prepare me to do radio, TV commercials, okay, uh, more specifically radio stuff um, or stuff that goes on the web um, and. You know, I'm not a coach, so I can't, sure. you know, I can't recall exactly what she took us through. But you know, there's instead of you know just going reading like from a script and I'm here to advertise Toyota cars because sure. they're really brilliant. You know, she taught me things. You know, I'm here to present a commercial for Toyota cars. You know, like you vary, you vary your tone a bit. So okay. see, it was like basic things that I learned from her about how to enunciate, how to. How to make yourself sound more interesting, if you can. Um, I need that. How to speak? How to speak from the the diaphragm, which is which is a singing technique as well. Um, so, you know, I'd actually, on you know, looking back, it'd be fun to go and do another workshop now. You know, ten years down the road, having learned quite a bit, doing things, and and then see what I could learn afresh. Because I, I always think, you know, because I, I go to auditions quite a lot and you know the success rate in auditions is fairly low but I I've learned that's pretty typical of most actors voice actors most jobs they go for you don't get um, but I'd like to learn uh, new new ideas and figure out you know how can I up that percentage of success in auditions and stuff which would be fun okay. yeah. so I, I do about like I said about five jobs a year did a recent T-Mobile commercial which was kind of fun oh, yeah 
<coughs> machine about saying, I'm a, I'm actually a T-Mobile employee. Oh, right. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was for the T-Mobile so, onesie. Yeah. That was April a, Fool's. <laughs> I actually just bought one of those a couple of oh, weeks really? ago. Oh, that's hilarious. Went in to work with it. You know, that thing. Yeah. Hot. Like, thick. Yeah, you certainly stand it's, out in the it's crowd. It's about a quarter inch thick. Uh, and then you put it over your head and it goes all the way to your cuffs. You yeah. know, it goes all the way to your feet cuffs. So you were sweating. There's no f- oh, my heavens. I had yeah. that thing on for 15 minutes. Yeah. I think I lost a pound and a half. Yeah. So, but, uh, yeah, that was a that was a great, that was actually yeah. a pretty great snarky kind yeah, of fun it was funny. bit that you guys did with John Ledger. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. Right on. So we're coming off a, 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 a one-nil win against uh, Real Salt Lake. How do you feel about that? I feel great. Um, like you said, you know, psychologically we've been on a losing streak so feels great to get a win i don't care how many goals we win by <laughs> just get a win you know you know because i i feel for brian when things like that are happening i know he gets under pressure and or probably feels under pressure i would be um and so i'm sure it's reassuring to them uh, the players um the owners yeah, it's just fun for the fans totally di- like last time i met some friends after the game i think it was the toronto game which we which we lost, and it's just depressing kind of atmosphere after the game. Yeah. Whereas you come out after the game after a win, and everybody's jolly and happy, and yeah, you know, it's fun. It's hard not to be happy on a day like this. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful, beautiful weather. Sunny beautiful May weather. Day. A win. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. When you're in the game and that tension, mm-hmm. uh, it, it, I, I know that you can. When we're in the stands, we feel a lot of tension. And yes. We're like, oh, what's going on? Yes. How does it feel? How do you? How would you describe how you feel throughout the match as things develop? Are the people in the booth that are working for the organization? Are you feeling that same kind of pressure? Oh, what does yeah. that feel like for you guys? Yeah, I mean, you know, all the guys that I work with, you know, we're all Sanders fans, so yep. we're we. There's controlled excitement. <laughs> sure. Uh, we can't. We we have a job to do. So, but. Certainly, um, you know, we're one goal up, so everybody's happy. Dempsey misses his penalty, yeah. which was a little depressing. But, you know, we're still holding the lead, so I get I get nervous. When you're holding a 1-0 lead in the last 10 minutes of the game, I'm anxiously looking at the <laughs> clock, and then yeah. when, we, when we go into extra time, we have a countdown clock for extra time as well. Uh-huh. So I'm looking... Like, what do you mean three minutes? Yes, <laughs> yeah. yeah, and so it's down to the last 20 seconds, and I'm like, so, yeah, just the, the tension builds at that point. But I didn't really feel today we were going to lose. I didn't feel like we were... I don't recall Real Salt Lake had any real major chances. Maybe I, I can't... Maybe I'm misremembering that. No, they had less than half the shots that we yeah. took. Yeah. They didn't... So I didn't, I didn't feel like we could lose this. Yeah. Um, but, like you said, you know, it's, when you got a 1-0 lead, it's... It can be tense. I, I, I felt like, uh, uh, I think his name's Plata, uh, number 10, the forward for RSL. Yeah. It, it felt, in the early match, uh, first 10 minutes or so, it really felt like he was trying to get himself into space and, yeah. and open himself up and really yeah. push defenders off. And, yeah. And, and, he was working hard, but there wasn't anybody supporting. There was no yeah. support. They didn't have. They couldn't keep possession of the ball. Yeah. And there was a couple times where, like, I saw him make a run, and it's like, if the keeper, or whoever, like center back, had had it, it looked like he was hoping they would send it long, and he was just would be off. But yeah. uh, never happened for him. Yeah. 
I can complain about it. Mm. <laughs> I'm not going to be disappointed. It was definitely a good time, though. Definitely yeah. a good win. Yeah. The sun was out. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, do you have any questions of, of us for the podcast? Or what? are you interested in anything? Do you want to come on to the cast in a more formal uh, fashion at some point? Huh? Take huh? the train down to Tacoma. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Um, I, see, I'm like the opposite end of you guys. I'm yeah. in North Buffalo. So okay. One day, yeah, I'd love All to. Right. That'd Fantastic. be fun. Fantastic. That would be great. Maybe mm. in the off-season. Sounds know. like you guys have a lot of fun on your podcast. We try to, absolutely. Um, it takes us usually an hour to get warmed up for the podcast itself. We just get all like, that inappropriate stuff. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think I have my first bleep this time around. We, we, oh, we, we maintain the explicit rating on the iTunes, right, so we can... You know, drop the bombs from time to time, but every once in a while, somebody just takes it over the line from an appropriateness level. So, Tim, Tim, typically Tim. He has no filters whatsoever. Love that guy, but golly gee, buddy, if you're listening. So, uh, I overheard you say that when uh, S2 moved oh. to Tacoma, you're hoping to like. We're become more of the podcast of, of yeah. that, that team. Um, so that's what probably a year. Have and I just half. revealed a secret. You and no, 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 <laughs> certainly not. We're. Uh, I think that's probably at least a year and a half, two years out, right? Before mm-hmm. I mean, they've got to actually build the stadium yeah. and, and and formalize the the talks internally with yeah. the Cheney Stadium people and you know the Rainier's ownership yeah. and, and Sounders and S two and figure out how the 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 community trust works into yeah. all that and. And, but we're just really super excited. Yeah. But we feel like we're we're pretty well placed uh, as you know most of us are Tacoma natives or Pierce mm-hmm. County natives. And, yeah. And uh, I'm I'm a transplant. I've been up here about 25 years. Only moved to Pierce County what seven years ago when I met Sarah, my wife who teaches with Cat, and um, it it's been a really exciting time. And I just love, absolutely love Tacoma mm-hmm. as a city, as a place to live. I, Where I, are you from originally? Uh, originally, I come from Davenport, Iowa, the Midwest. Uh, wow. I moved out here for the military. I was a tanker in the army oh, wow. uh, from 95 to 97. I got out in 1997 and, you know, I had my, uh, my Jack in the box years and my Wendy's <laughs> years and so on. And, and, uh, eventually got into state government and, hmm. uh, uh, got out of state government, moved up here, uh, fell in love with my lovely wife, and, mm-hmm. and so on. But it's uh, I, I love Tacoma. Tacoma yeah. has felt like home for the past seven years in yeah. a way that no other place has. Yeah. I love the city. I love the environment. I love the people that are in the city. Yeah. I love uh, just everything about it. I just absolutely love that the Sounders are willing to engage in a partnership that broadens their yeah. uh, um they're, 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 yeah, it, that honors the, the, the presence of a location, the distinctness of a location, yes. like like uh, Tacoma. It's different from Tequila. Yes. Renton, like sprawling yeah. Renton that's, I think, 2,000 square miles, roughly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, well, it's... And, and, it, and it opens up, like... I'm not a Tacoma native. I grew up in, I'm only lived in Tacoma for like a little over a year, so I'm from a little bit farther south in yeah. Olympia. But like, I think that also opens up a fan base that, you know, down Olympia, a little bit south of Olympia, Definitely. they're not making the drive to yeah. Seattle to see Sounders I'm all a the time. So. Huge fan of the move, and actually. My background is I'm a geography teacher, so when I, um, I don't know if you guys are on Facebook with me, but I know Tim is, um, but um, 
I, uh, I there's an app I, I, uh, that I went to and I downloaded um, some or I can't remember what it was called map radius or something anyway you can you can put in like different locations and you can find everywhere within 60 minutes of a location if you're driving it you know 45 miles an hour or whatever what is interesting if you look at the cent if you compare CenturyLink and Tukwila there's a huge overlap yeah. of people yeah. in that zone um, and I think uh, a lot of people have chosen to come to support Sanders FC and not to support S2 because you know people's time is limited yep. they can't do both exactly. absolutely I think what will happen and this showed in this this map when I look when I looked at the driving radius around the Tacoma location suddenly you're bringing in obviously Tacoma but you're also bringing in um, Olympia like yeah. for the first Olympia, time so yeah. I think what will happen is you'll probably appeal to a distinct population down in down in that area and also yes it's it's bringing in people from Kitsap so those folks they'll probably make S2 hopefully rename something else more original <laughs> they'll make S2 their primary team may, they may never go to a, a Sounders FC game right because that's going to be their team hopefully but it's still supporting and it's still yep. supporting but it's still supporting Sounders still FC opens, yeah and, and, and I you know there may be yeah. people who start supporting S2 and then decide oh I'm going to follow this player because he's now gone to, yeah. to the main team but yep. I think at the moment Tukwila is it's just too close yep. to CenturyLink Field yes. so you've kind of got and overlapping customers. So if you're going to fight traffic jams on a Friday night, right? Do you yeah. want to fight the Olympia traffic jam, the DuPont traffic jam, yeah. the Jade Bland traffic jam, the Fife traffic jam, oh, followed yeah. by the Federal Way traffic jam, all yeah. to get to Tequila? Yeah. No. Yeah. yeah. Well, and there's a pretty big soccer community in Olympia, so yes. like, yeah. and that's where I'm Casey from. Casey Keller's hometown. Yeah. Yep. And you've got... Do you know John Beasley? I don't know him, no. That name sounds really familiar to me. Yeah, J-E-B, Jeb, he goes by. John Edward Beasley. Julie Noga and her husband. Anyway, yeah, they're from that area. But there's, you've got a huge, you've got two huge youth programs in Olympia. Um, and, and you've got you've got Evergreen has a Evergreen State College has a boys and a girls team. Yeah. St. Martin's has a boys and a girls yeah. team. No, I think it's the, so wise to do this. Yeah. And I have a feeling it was the original plan or desire to put the team down there, and maybe it, it just couldn't be worked out at the time. Well, they did some trial matches at Cheney yeah, Stadium. I, I called this. I yeah. called the game at Cheney Stadium in 2013, and obviously the That's stadium. The stadium was itself that's not suitable for soccer, no. but I think they were testing the waters and seeing can we draw a crown to this game? Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. See, um, I went to that. Oh, you did? I was yeah. Like, oh, it's right there. Yeah, you know? right Why on your doorstep. Right up, right up to the highway. Why yeah. not? So I'm, yeah, I'm a huge fan, and and I do feel sorry. I know there's a core group of S2 fans, sure who love S2 in its current location and Tacoma is now out of reach for them. Yeah, really I, sorry I, about that. I obviously feel sorry for that for them. But I think yeah. at the end of the day it's also going to draw in a new group and, and that new group's going to be a bigger group. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they're drawing in a thousand attendants, I think at S2 at the moment. 
they're building a soccer-specific stadium, which is going to be fantastic. Yeah. We've got 5,000 capacity. Yes. There's no reason with Tacoma Rainiers running the business side of things. Absolutely. And they've proven themselves with yeah. Tacoma Stars. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I think it's going to be great. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. Anything that we can do to promote USL as an entity, yeah. uh, to promote the distinctiveness of a particular team. Yeah. We don't want just a feeder team no. from, uh, you know, from the Tacoma Kraken. We're hoping that's the name. <laughs> uh, actually, we don't want we don't want just a farm system, right? We want an entity that that belongs yeah. to itself and is of itself and is authentic of itself. Right. And uh, we hope we can position ourselves to. Um, to, 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 to work with the team and, and be with the team and, and yes. uh, kind of figure out our presence and, you know, of course, get a little bit better as broadcasters ourselves and, uh, you know, sports journalists, I suppose. We, we might be entering into that fray instead of just commentators. I don't know. We'll see what happens. But at any rate, uh, we think it's a great move and, and we're really pleased with, uh, with the decisioning around this. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be great. Absolutely. So what else is new with you, man? <laughs> uh, Open ended question. My questions. birthday's Super coming up great. soon. Hey, all right. 29? How old are you now? How Plus 29 plus. There you go. I, yeah, I turned 30 this year, and yep. uh, I've decided I'm not going to have any more birthdays, so I'll just stay 30. Right yes. on. Yeah, very good. No, I, because I work in a school, and you know, it's it's that time of the year when it can get crazy. Yeah. Uh, the time of year where you're drinking four cups of coffee yes. a day, going. Yes. <laughs> and I, I'm my school's registrar and scheduler, which means oh, I I'm creating all those class schedules for next year. So it's yeah. crazy time, but I'm so I'm looking forward to mid June which will coincide with my birthday and the end of school, which will be fantastic. And then some fun Sounders stuff coming up. You know, there's uh, Friendly Against Frankfurt. That's going to be fun. There's the Steve Zakawani charity game. Oh, can't wait for that. Um, U.S. Open Cup. Uh, on June 14th against Portland again <laughs> um, but we all have well, memories right. of we, two years ago we haven't had anything because we're in the semis actually automatically yes right? we yeah. automatically well fourth round I think fourth round yeah. yeah yeah so we're playing Portland hopefully it will turn out a lot better than two years ago when there were seven players left on the pitch oh, oh my geez. red card wedding is what yes. it was called around here yeah <laughs> Yeah, three oh. red cards, and Ob and remember, Obafemi got injured that yeah. game as well. So it was it was just an all round disaster. That was a mess. An Finished with mess. me announcing I felt to the. Very, uh, I felt a Well, it was it was. If you weren't uh, crying, you were laughing. Yeah. I, ha I had to give yeah. an announcement at the end about please don't throw garbage cans onto the pitch, <laughs> which is probably the first and last time I'll ever have to do that. I well, just we, imagine you before the. Like half time of the match, and the mirror just presses him, do not throw Yeah. Yeah. It was like a spontaneous reading where we saw these garbage bins flying onto my boss at the time. is like, can we make an announcement not to do that? Please don't do anything. Somebody has to. Yes. Nothing illegal. That's why we can't have nice things, Seattle. I actually wish. It's clearly a regional draw. Um, yeah. I wish it wasn't done like that. I'd rather not have to play Portland again, um, just for variety, you know. Yeah. But, but if we're going to play them, I hope we beat them, obviously. Um, I'm good, thank you. And uh, we're playing them again next Saturday, so that's going to be fun too. Absolutely, absolutely. I was hoping to get uh, get somebody from Portland on the cast. 
Holy cow, they're having you a lot of fun over there. I can hook you up with somebody. Yeah? His name's Mike Pacific. I'm connected with him on Twitter and Facebook. Oh, that'd Facebook. be super. Right on. I don't, I don't think... Challenge. He doesn't, he's just a Timbers fan, but he's super nice, you know. Okay. Any, any, um, any bants is very jovial, and, you know, we obviously rip each other but it's all <laughs> it's all, all done in games. the best yeah. possible taste and Absolutely. you know we're nice to each other so the best spirit the best yeah. possible spirit we got a little bit of uh, we got a couple of minutes with uh, uh, two of the seven RSL fans that were mm. sitting in the supporter section over yeah. there and you know they were pretty you know they were fairly jovial yeah. it was halftime it was one nil already I actually have to say and I mentioned this to Tim when I met him up in Vancouver I think that is a unique thing that you're doing that I've not heard any other podcast doing that fan experience, yeah. uh, including interviewing away fans as well. But just, you know, what's it like to be at the game? I think that's kind of super cool. Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's what I always wonder too, and like I think it's different. Like I've sat in the ECS, yeah. and that's not really my style. Yeah. Um, and like I've sat with, in Steve's seats a couple times, real, real yeah. close down to the pitch. Sure. I've sat in seats that were up off the pitch a little bit. And I feel like depending on where you're at in the stadium and the people around you, the experience is so different. Yeah. Um, and like, I don't think I've ever really had a bad experience. Yeah. I've had, I'm in the ACS section, I've had a couple of real drunk people climbing on me. <laughs> yeah. but, you know, that's not good. You know, that's, Around about goal time, it gets a little yeah. grabby. So that's what I always wonder is like, especially like from your viewpoint, like yeah. what it like. Well, I'm know? in the southwest corner of the stadium. Not a, I'm not at the You're 50 yard line. Yeah. No, uh, oh. the guys who do play by play at the 50 yard line. So that's Keith Costigan and Casey. Um, so I'm in the southwest corner. I kind of look down to the right. I, I would see where you're sitting. Um, so my view doesn't change at all. And I've joked a few times. It'd be, it really would be fun to go and experience what it's like to yeah. be a fan. Yeah. Um, so I'd need somebody to do my job for it for a game. If you want to volunteer, you know. Okay. Yeah. Absolutely. I, could, I, do, I would absolutely love yeah. to do no so. No one wants to hear me, um, me laugh over the loudspeaker. Essentially. <laughs> <laughs> what, what we need is to find somebody who speaks German. Come and do the Frankfurt game. Yeah. There you go. And um, then I can be in the crowd. I do not speak German. Um, I can't help you out okay. there, unfortunately. But <laughs> yeah. if you give me some. Uh, and, and I never, I've never done the march to the match or anything <laughs> fun like that, you know. So that'd be yeah. that'd be super fun. That would, yeah. What I did a commercial with him once. Uh, oh really? Yeah, for Delta Dental. So he is he a is he a broadcaster by trade? Is that what he went to school for? Who are we talking with? Uh, no, no, I'm talking about Casey. Oh. I don't know what his background okay. is in terms well, of anyway. university. You know, like you're a professional Probably. athlete, you yeah. fall into soccer. Yeah. yeah. How many? Like, how many legitimate, like, good soccer, like, b- broadcasts are there yeah. that have knowledgeable people yeah. that you respect, yeah. that are unbiased? Yeah. I mean, and he's like, he's biased. Let's be real, he is. But like. <laughs> He tries really hard not to be, you know, and mm-hmm. and they don't go Which all. They worse. don't go all and then ask someone, like, right. you know, that plays for Chicago Fire if they're gonna help him win the World Cup, you know. <laughs> so I think like if you're a retired professional soccer player, that's a easy, not necessarily yes. easy job to fall into, but if you want, yeah. I think you, you, you got to be good. At, I know one person yeah. I rate super highly is Steve Zakawani. Oh, he's, he's great, fantastic. No, he's great on camera. Great, yeah. you know, on the radio. I was a little sad. He does sad public presentations. Him. Fantastic guy. Yeah. yeah. 
I was a little sad they put him down on the field to do color. Oh, yeah. Um, I wanted him in the booth doing color. Yeah, but, he's good. At, yeah. He's very good at color. The times he's done it with Keith and, yeah. Yeah. I think he's fantastic. Yeah, he's very knowledgeable. And, very and it's, he makes it look a lot easier. Because most people, <laughs> you put a camera in front of them, they look like they're yeah. deer in headlights. Seriously. Seriously. You know, I, I, I'm not... I'm actually glad that I'm behind the scenes. I, I, I would be nervous on camera for sure. I would do something super weird with my hands. I'd yeah, yeah. <laughs> You've got to be very uh, self-assured uh, in front of the camera to be able to. Yeah. I'm going to need two coffee cups. <laughs> yeah. Steve oh, makes it look easy, but it's yeah. not. Um, huge Steve Zaglani fan. I had his. Uh, there's this card, uh, the year that oh, yeah. Nolan's took him down, yes. there was this card that they put out in the stadium, and everybody held it up in the 11th minute, yeah. the 11 card. Yeah. I had that thing hanging up in my office for a couple years, and yeah. just, we were so heartbroken. So many of us were so heartbroken that he couldn't come back, yeah. that he couldn't recover, that he was... And yeah. this year, there was just that little bit of hope that he might yeah. be able to, to yeah. appear for us. But we, me personally... I thought it showed so much care and dedication and yes. uh, class yes. to say, you know what, I know that this organization is going to give me every single possibility to do yes. this, and I know that I'm aware that I'm not where I need to be to make this team successful, yes. so I'm going to step away from this. He's completely unselfish. Oh, love that guy. He always, you know, from all my interactions with him, he always puts others first, and it's not about him. Yep. And other people in that position could have made it all about themselves, but he didn't. So, yep. I love so, that guy. Yep. Uh, Steve Zakawani, we love you, man. Number 11 forever. Sounders legend. All right. Um, what are the questions we have for Mr. Wollard here? <laughs> Please call me James. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Wollard, that's my biggest question. The kids call me at school, Mr. Wollard. <laughs> The kids, kids call me strange things. Miss P, but which turns into Miss PP, and I'm like, no, no we are not, we're not going there. Time out. We're, not, we're not doing that. Yeah. No. So, uh, I don't know. Those are my questions. Like, mm. just like your perspective, like during the game, like and like having to do a job yeah. while like being a fan. Well, the, having to. What's interesting about soccer as opposed to. I, I, and I know I know um, fairly good friends with um, uh, a guy named Randy Rowland, who's actually the stadium announcer for the Seahawks. Um, and actually, when I was just before I became the Sounders PA, I, I contacted him really for some mentoring help, and we've become quite good friends. But one of the big differences between his job or, say, um, Tom, who's the Mariners guy? Tom Hutler and my job is we're all doing we're all PAs we're all stadium announcers but Randy is like on call yeah. all the time he's almost like a play-by-play -play. he's yeah. every every down he's like doing an announcement for the crowd you unless we score a goal or unless there's a substitution right. or a yellow card you don't hear from me much yeah. during the game no so I that's actually kind of nice I get to enjoy the game albeit you know from my enclosed booth perspective mm -hmm. So that's that's really really cool. Um, I lost my train of thought there, but um, it's it's it, there's some, a lot of downtime in my game, yeah. in my time uh, as a PA, which I, which I like a lot. 
So, of in your little booth, what's the snack situation like? <laughs> well, that's a, good question. that's a very good that's a question. Very good question. Um, <laughs> so I always three, wonder, like, see the booth. So let like, me let me describe the booth to you. Okay. So behind me is all the all the computers that run the video screens and all the audio and stuff and the replays and so it's nice like, and cool in there yes, all the time. It is. It's yes, but too cold. Okay. You know, I always have to I'm wearing a jacket today, but if that I always have to have some sort of extra layer in the booth because it's cold. But so there's like twenty guys behind me doing all sorts of things which I don't understand. And then there's the front row guys though so there's a guy named Tom who's operating the scoreboard and you know all the stuff and the timing of the game and whatever he's literally pressing buttons whenever there's a shot or a foul or a corner or whatever he's putting that up on the screen then i've got my friend dakota garcia who's my spotter so he's usually standing to my left with his binoculars looking at the plays then there's me and then next to me is a girl named kerry kerry deloney and she is kind of like the assistant game presentation person in the sense that she she feeds me a script she cues me and she gets um, she she keeps me on the straight and narrow so I couldn't survive without Carrie she's fantastic then there's Todd who you guys met earlier game day presentation guy he's controlling everything he's giving the calls what goes up on the big screens then there's a guy named Robbie and Robbie um, liaises with the people down on the pitch, so anytime there's a substitution, he's calling up. And to answer your question, Robbie is the snack keeper. <laughs> so Robbie, Robbie usually usually <laughs> brings jelly beans or something like that. Or, um, sometimes, you know, like I'll bring some stuff in or whatever, like Cadbury's mini eggs. Are you a sweet snack guy or a salty snack kind of sweet, guy? Sweet, sweet, sweet. Okay. Yeah. Right. Those but, mini Cadbury yeah, eggs. I love those. Woo. And then, uh, so Robbie. Robbie's our liaison down on the pitch, and he also he's speaking to the um, TV companies that may be broadcasting. Like today, we had the flyover; we had to make sure that that was timed right. Um, so he was in communication with the with everybody to get that right. And then there's in a separate little booth to them to my right is a guy named Fred and a guy named Mitch. And Fred is like master controller of all the volume and sound in the stadium, and Mitch is the DJ, Mitch Brotherton. Um, we were playing a lot of Chris Cornell music today, yeah. Soundgarden yeah. stuff, um, yeah. in memory of Chris Cornell. So anyway, there's like this front row of guys, and it's kind of fun. And Robbie provides all the snacks. Okay. Snacks are important. Right. Yes, Good work, Robbie. Yeah. Way to go, Robbie. Well, I have to be careful. I'm not stuffing my face with snacks, yeah. and yeah. then there's a goal. Just spit it all out. Yeah, that doesn't work. <laughs> you got to make choices. Yeah. I've been in the booth uh, doing football calling, oh, yeah. and... Uh, had to grab a hot dog and then actually spit the hot dog out yeah, because something yeah. interesting happened suddenly. You know, mm-hmm. uh, in a structured game like football, it's it's hard to mess that up. But yep. I do it every time. Yeah, so, <laughs> absolutely. I do some uh, calling in the booth at Lincoln High School with Nate Bowling uh, from time to time in, cool. the, uh, in the fall. So, pretty any entertaining. Rate. They're pretty entertaining. Yeah. Right on. I'm sure. Well, uh, thank you so much for spending time sure. with us. Uh, is there anything else you'd like to call out or talk to, say, give a shout out to anybody on the podcast? All right. No, that's it. <laughs> uh, this is uh, James Woolard. How can we reach you uh, on uh, social media or uh, the internet? Yeah, I'm on Twitter at BritVoxUS. 
at BritVoxUS yes. on the Twitter. So yeah, British Voice in America. And yeah. uh, you can connect with me on Facebook as well. Um, and connect with tons of people on Facebook. <laughs> some of whom I know, some of whom I don't know. <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah. Do you have any predictions for the outcome for the uh, season here? Are we, are, we, are we trying to level out well, here? I know you're limited uh, in even what you the, share, Even though technically the, our start apparently is worse than last year, you yeah. know, just looking at stats, yeah, I was. don't feel as depressed by any means as I did last year. After red card um, wedding. And for that. some reason last year felt like like hopeless, um, yeah. which is not exactly true for a fan, but I, I, I felt that hopelessness. Whereas this year I feel like there's plenty of games we've been playing great and with a bit of luck that could have gone the other way and so I'm very confident um, we'll make the playoffs again and then as they say it's a crapshoot okay. anybody can win if you make the playoffs yep. I believe yep. so, so you're, I'm confident uh, one last question before oh, yeah. you go sure. uh, what is your favorite uh, in-game experience so far uh, in your you said you've been here since oh, 2011 yeah. yes uh, well, we mentioned Steve Zach. I probably got several, but Steve Zakawani's return, calling his substitution, was an amazing experience. Um, Any time where you t- you sense like the whole atmosphere of the stadium is uh-huh. like electric. So there's that uh, Marco Papa's goal uh-huh. for, to win the Supporters Shield. Yeah, absolutely. And oh, my <laughs> third one would be Nelson Valdez. Scoring against Finally. Sporting Kansas City last breaking year the in the playoffs, breaking his personal drought <laughs> and moving us on in the playoffs, and and being able to call all three of those, it's just amazingly fun. Yeah. Right on. Well, yeah. thank you, James. Appreciate sure. your thank time you. here. Uh, you've been listening to the Flounders B Team podcast. I'm Steve Kettleson here with Cap Peterson, and uh, thanks a lot for your time. You're very welcome. Thanks. Cheers. Cheers. Thank you. <laughs> Okay, once again, that was James Woolard of CenturyLink Stadium. Uh, works for First and Goal, as he shared, and uh, provides us all kinds of really good entertainment throughout the match. So thank you so much to James for being a fan of the show and taking all the uh, taking all the time that day uh, to speak with us. Uh, we definitely appreciate you. Thanks for being who you are. At any rate, uh, let's talk a little bit about the upcoming Portland match. Uh, we had, they've got some personnel issues right now. They're in similar form to us. Uh, they've got a little more. They've got a few more points on the season. Uh, we both played twelve matches. Yeah, they're sitting on. Uh, they're sitting on five wins, four mm-hmm. losses, three ties, and eighteen points. And we have thirteen points. Twelve matches played, also three wins, five losses, and four ties. Okay. So it's funny. The beginning of the season, they shot out like a rocket, but they played mm-hmm. Minnesota, kicked the crap out of them, yeah. and then they played. Well, who else did they played? But uh, they they were just win 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 win, and now they've just kind of faded away, and we've kind of forgotten that. So we we I think we as a country still think that they're on top of the league, but they're kind of not. Yeah. And they're going to be starting uh, up here. They're driving up here without Diego Char because he's sitting on a red card he got in. Uh, where did, uh, Montreal. They yep. took a four to one loss, which I'm happy for. How early or how late? Uh, how late in the match was he? Was he ejected? Uh, he, I think he got sent off in the first half. So okay. they played down a man, and that's probably when they started to get dumped on. <laughs> hey, Arsenal played down a man this weekend, and they still won. So what? Were they playing a relegated team? No, they were playing Everton. 
was Liverpool playing a relegated team? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> they were. Hey, Nate. Nate Bowling. <laughs> if that's your real name. <laughs> your name. Uh, Nate was on, uh, actually, he's been featured on this cast a couple of times, and he was on Nos Audietis, uh last night. Uh, we're recording on Tuesday the 23rd, and Nate recorded on the 22nd. So uh, give Nos Audietis a listen, and uh, hopefully they'll give us a good shout out. Say hi to Jeremiah yeah. and Jeremiah and, and uh, the other guy, um, uh, Aaron, Aaron Campo, Campo and uh, Lickit, Lickit P, Lickit Pusnawong, something like that. Anyway, so that's those his Portland name. Tim- Timbers. Yeah, I, you're right. You're right. I just mumbled the parts. I don't know either. <laughs> so, so what were we saying? I'm sure I'll get corrected here shortly. Anyway. So. Sorry, Cat. They're coming up from Portland. Are they? Yeah. Is they that sure where they are. normally they, play? They are from Portland. Uh, Portland, <laughs> Oregon, not Portland, okay. Maryland. Or Maine, Maine, for that matter. I think every oh, town is I think Portland. I meant Maine, not Maryland. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Two All right. hours north of Boston. My geography is clearly Portland. Yeah. So we're taking on Portland. Portland's down <laughs> uh, without Chara, which is fine because he's kind of an A. He is, uh, he is, he is Portland's equivalent of Ozzy, where we hate him and they hate mm-hmm. Ozzy. So yep. they pretty much hate everybody. Except Chara cheats. Yeah, anybody Bad. with a name like Diego. Diego Chara. Is that racist? No. It's okay. just their their attacking player, probably the MVP candidate, is also named Diego. Oh, okay. So. I see what's happening. Diego Fair. Chara, not a great Diego player. Diego Chara's gone. He's uh, he's gonna have to sit out. I not included. They it somehow, but it was a big tackle, so just uh, like Lauren Cashelny's is that EPL? Yeah, that's who got the red card yeah. in the Arsenal match. I sleep in as long as I can. So, hey, it was on at like seven p.m. No, <laughs> in the morning on a Saturday. Oh, I was playing in a tournament in Vegas. No one wants to know what kind of tournament were you playing in? Soccer for your ECS team? No, no, just a, a co-ed group um, that I played with in Seattle. So we went down to Portland and played in a tournament. Las Vegas, right on. Yes, ma'am. LVNB. Not Portland. Not not Portland. Did I say you travel down to Portland? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what you said. Oh, it was a long flight. We must have done circles around the airport for hours. <laughs> <laughs> it was hot. So sorry. All right, sorry. I made it fast and loose here, guys. Um, we so, haven't been talking about bodily we, fluids and like it's been at minutes. least five or seven minutes. Well, plus the interview. So so all right. What do we think is going to happen this weekend? Well, we play at noon in Seattle at CenturyLink. They're sitting on 18 points. Okay. Uh, five wins, four losses, three ties. And we are sitting on 13 points with three wins, five losses, four ties. Both teams played 12 games. And uh, we are below the low, b- below the red line. And they're above the red line. So we want that. There is no line. It's May. Come on, man. There's no line. We don't care about the line. We Walk just want to get our. Yeah, we want to get four. Get oh, back into form. Right. It doesn't matter until July. Because you're mine. I walked the line. <laughs> there you go. Music choice right there. <laughs> Segment in. So uh, Diego Chara got a red card in yep. their four to one loss in Montreal, and without Diego, they probably that was playing with ten minutes. Probably the reason they took on a couple of goals and figured, oh heck, uh, let's just throw in the towel. Okay. Is uh, Adi still on the roster? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. He's scoring goals. Diego Valeri is going to be playing. Probably. Yeah, unfortunately. He's their lead goal scorer right now. Okay. Unless he has some bad lunch meat or hey, something. Hey, let's put some eye drops in his water. <laughs> Visine in his Lucozade. Um So what do, we, what do we think what do we think will happen this weekend? Uh, Are it, we play at noon at Central Link? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I 
What do you think about the noon? Usually we play like Sunday night, and I'm fine with that because then the Portland fans have to drive home and get home. Well, it's going to be hot morning. as balls oh, on yeah. Saturday. It's supposed to be a pretty noon hot. to two. That's going to be yeah. We're leading into the to the hottest part of the so, day. Wear your sunscreen. Yeah, yep, definitely twice. bring sunscreen. Uh, some nice family in front of us gave mm-hmm. Steve some yep. on Saturday. And it so. smelled like oranges, and it was glorious. Um, Very nice. Bob Lerman. Tells you to yep. wear sunscreen. Um, I don't know. I mean, noon's relatively early. Maybe it won't be too hot. Well, you know, Portland turf, fans are going to have to leave Portland like at 9 a.m. Going to make it feel way hotter. The turf hotter. is going to be yeah. gross. We'll see. <clears throat> no, I mean, as far as form, I think they're kind of middle of the road just like us. They happen to have a great start. Um, I mean, we were you know, discussing earlier, they shot out of the cannon right away to begin the season. And, and that's everyone assumes that that's been the narrative that they're still up there, but they've kind of slipped a little bit. They so. took mm-hmm. a few L's recently. Let's see. Uh, what do you have? The draw, last... loss, draw, loss. Their last four games. So they haven't won in a while, huh? Well, there you go. Okay. We're riding a, we're riding a one game winning streak. Yeah. And it is Cascadia cup. Yes. And it is our primary rivalry. Yes. And it's at home. Yes. And we're coming off a win. It should be a three points for us. What do you it think attendance-wise? Do you think we'll have 50, oh, no, 55? 65. Are they selling that many? First, yeah, I was well, saying, that's a sell. lot, right? With Groupon. Well, yeah, but I mean, Timbers always Groupon? sells out. Tim- no matter how much they put out there, it sells out because it's Timbers. Yeah, well, the tim- uh, we're the not in great will, form, though. Timbers so. Army usually will have about five or a thousand. Yeah, they'll have a good, they'll have a good showing. For yeah. sure. They'll have a good TIFO over there. And hopefully, hopefully they arrive by bus so they don't have to get confused by the <laughs> I think the, the odds gas. of us getting an in-match uh, or at halftime uh, recording are really, really low. So because they, they actually segregate. It's not like, you know, we're dropping into the Toronto match or we're dropping into... Maybe you can catch someone at a food yes. line. Catch well, me outside. I, no, they, they separate us there too. Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Hand me the task cam. Um, there last... He's going to go incognito, no. guys. <laughs> I can't grow a beard fast enough, but He's I don't have, have to get a Timber jersey. Julie? <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, there's a couple of Portland fans that sit in front of me or sat in front of me for the uh-huh. last match, so I'm wondering if they are, uh, um, if, if that's just stuff. Oh, like yeah, and there'll be hub. people interspersed throughout. But where you guys are sitting, I really doubt, because you guys are down in the south end. And We're in the south end frowned right upon next to, be a Portland to... Well, it's, it's definitely frowned upon we'll to be a Portland you're pretty fan close here. To My point exactly. Yeah. yeah. So hand me the task cam. Maybe I can catch uh, catch a couple. Okay. All right. Live ones. That'll work. We'll do what we can. Then we'll do some stuff outside. Uh, we do have a, an interview scheduled with uh, a surprise guest. We'll see if that pans out. Um, from Portland. From Portland. Oh, perfect. Well, let's um, not. Let's not reveal the secret. Stay tuned. Yeah. To the end of the show. Stay tuned. Oh, we'll definitely have somebody and we'll definitely have, we've got at least two interviews lined up. One is going to be a post-match and then the other one should be a, a, a pre-match early, you know, a little, little brunch drink or something like that. And uh, we'll see how that goes and hopefully we'll have a show out uh, midweek next week after the match. We're hoping to record on Saturday. Good news, good news. Um, any, so as far points. as predictions for results, we should have three points. Any scoreline predictions or do we are we low information voters at this point we just i i'm always optimistic just i'm always points. yes we need i don't yeah i don't care we what need the to kick the crap point. out of somebody yeah we need to just yep. 
make the mama feel it. We need to we need to Kansas City them three mm. 0 Okay, make them really think about firing their coach, like yeah. kicking them off the bus, not even like on the way down, like in Shahalish, just throw them out. Yeah. Did we, we have a conversation as to whether anybody actually thinks Caleb Porter Porter's a quality coach? It's my that discussion. Opinion, I don't know. It's my understanding he's just super detail oriented, and um, I know we talked about it and joked about it because was it Ozzy? Oh, we were talking him. about that. We were talking about whether whether you know he's a so there's a there's a difference between a quality manager and a and a and a real coach, right? Somebody who is, like you said, really good at those details, can manage a game, can do the subs, can keep track of training, knows exactly, you know, how match fit everybody is at any given time, has some insight into into what's coming up the talent pipeline through the youth organization, so on and so forth, but can't really talk to and inspire and lead people in that way and, you know, relies heavily on his on his uh on his uh, lower level coaches to do that kind of work. And there's nothing wrong with that, but I don't see Caleb Porter as a deeply inspiring um, leader. Well, he did from what I've seen, he was the full kit wanker for a a practice session. I think uh, he showed up late for a practice and then had to, as his punishment for the team, he put on a Jersey and shorts and socks and, and shoes. Look it up. Full kit wanker. Full kit wanker. Full kit wanker. I love full kit wankers, by the way. I'm a full kit wanker fan. I love somebody that has enough passion for the match, for the game, for the sport, for the team to actually show up. I've worn a full Arsenal kit, jersey, shorts, socks to school. Right on. And shoes? I don't have have Arsenal shoes, but I wore like my indoors or whatever. Oh, yeah. 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 Little sambas or whatever. I, I tend to buy the team socks if I can find them. And then I've got, you know, I have an, uh, a, a cyan uh, jersey, a cyan shorts, cyan socks, but oh, I just God. don't wear them all together. I just had an inspiration. We need super cyan later hosen. Super cyan language? Later hosen. <laughs> super cyan. Ah, just screaming at everything. Ah. Anyway, off the rails. Well, uh, so if there aren't any more predictions or thoughts... We're going to go ahead and wrap it up. Thank you so much for listening to the Flounders B-Team podcast. We have been Steve Kettleson, Tim Hamilton, and Kat Peterson. Say goodbye, everybody. Hasta lasagna. Hey, we'll talk to you soon. All right. Bye. Um, you can look that up on Google Maps. I can show you how. Show you where Portland, did Oregon you, is. Did you try turning it on? <laughs> I did. <laughs> did you try sw- flipping the switch? I did. Did you try turning it off and then turning it back on? There's a setting for it right there. Has to there. be there. There has to be. There, Everything is always the same. a setting. There's there. always a setting. Always, it's the same. There's always a switch. There's always a tick box. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah just try the drop down menu. Brought to you by.